Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Man, we are uh, we are rounding up a really cool series on the cardinal virtues, and as always, I've got my, uh, I guess my gang, my what my homeboys. I don't know what what cool term we're supposed to use. My wingmen. My wingmen. <laughs> yeah. That's right, my wingmen. Your I have. Yes, I have. I have uh, Venerable Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. And I have Ziggy Rodriguez. That's me. And it's so awesome. Uh, I love these little series that we do, just because they're like they're very digestible. You know, they're they're not something you have to invest in. And it's like. You know, part 56. You know, we don't have to do that. You just, can you think like, I'm going to do a 56-parter. I'm excited by that. And then like three, you miss the third one. You go like, I ain't doing this anymore. Right, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll tune in in four years when they finish up that, that series. Uh, but this is like, we've been, been talking about the four cardinal virtues. Uh, and it's just, you know, this is the fourth one. The, the four are, that we did, um, we did temperance. We did fortitude. We did justice. And this fourth one is prudence, right? So, and so I got a question. All right, I'm you, interrupting you. you is that are, okay to no, please do. Awesome. So I'm the average dude. <laughs> Everyone, out there. listen. Tom has a question. Yes, I'm, the, I'm <laughs> speaking for the average dude out there. Yep. Dude and dudettes. And um, my question is, why are we doing this? Who cares about virtue? Well, What's the point? We have to fill airtime, and so <laughs> what ends up happening is if we don't, there's a there's a long thirty minute pause, a heavy fee on EWTN, and they go like. What's with this? You know, right. so we don't want to do that. So we have to talk. Okay. No. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, that, that that's a. It, it seems like, uh, like, a you know, a challenge. Well, I'm just. Go I'll ahead say and this. Say it. I'm you know, to with answer that. that, I just want to read. I want to read from scripture. I'm going to go to. The, the, I know this is where going. Where Pro, this is going? Proverbs says this in chapter 14. This is verse uh, 15. The simpleton believes everything, <laughs> but the but the prudent man measures his steps. And, and then there's another one. There's, there's actually several of them, but um, another one in, uh, in uh, I guess it's in chapter 27, says, The prudent man perceives evil and hides. Simpletons continue on and suffer the penalty. <laughs> and so lest, lest Tom suffer the penalty, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, you, know, we, what, you know what? Why do, why do we want to be virtuous? Why do we, want to fi- why do we need these cardinal virtues? So uh, St. Thomas Aquinas actually... He says that virtue is the end of the moral life, the aim, you know, the goal of the moral life. And, and now some of us, when we listen to that, we might think that sounds a little weird, right? Because we'd think, wouldn't the end of the moral life be like living morally, like moral action, right? right exactly. You know, like why virtue? What's the deal with that? And so think about it this way, that when you are someone who has virtue they are are able to do things that are difficult and make them look easy so to speak including that which is morally difficult and make it look easy you can think in terms of like there's a beauty and and grace and an elegance that comes with that similar to like a a ballerina yeah right like a ballerina is able to uh have do things that are impossible for most of us now i can do i can dance on my tippy toes i know you can i, can I know you can all I promise that you i would pay the major <laughs> bucks yeah, no, don't, Major you don't do that. See that. <laughs> no, but, but a ballerina, mm-hmm. we, this is a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> we watch a ballerina in awe because of the beauty of her doing these things that seem like impossible and yet making them look easy. 
right? And and if you think about it in in a way, uh, grace takes that which is impossible and makes it look or it makes it possible, right? And so virtue then is the thing that actually makes it not just possible, but makes it look easy in a way that is like morally beautiful. There's an attractive force to it. So if someone's living a virtuous life, if they, are, if they are perfected in all of the virtues, there's a beauty to their life that inspires us to say, oh, it's I also want, a, I want to live like that. It's also a path, right? It's, yes. it's, it's also, uh, you know, uh, it's also a good habit. It's, it's a road that you're on. Yeah, that's right. exactly what it is, because it's a good habit. Of, like, so virtue is a good habit of, like, right. the it's will not, and the intellect, and vice is a bad habit. That's right, right. And, that's, and that's why you don't, uh, don't want to just do one good thing. Right. Right, so this is why he, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas would say it was the end. It's, it's what our goal is, is to be virtuous, not just to do a good thing. Right, but also do we want to be stuck in our vices, right? Now, <laughs> here's the other thing. Out to, is key as well. To piggyback on Tom's question... When you're talking about things like a ballerina, and now both Tom and I are going like, "There's no way," I'm, I'm you know, I, I believe in miracles, but me and a tutu, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be graceful. And you start thinking like it is undoable. And what I'm trying to say is, someone might look at a virtuous man and see like the unattainable, right? And I want to, I want to make something clear. As we're doing this particular show, I want you to listen to certain words that we use, and what you're going to find there's a similarity between the, some of the words that we use. And something that you probably remember from your catechism days and your early days, right before you were confirmed, they told you about the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. And you heard about knowledge and wisdom, understanding, counsel, courage, um, piety, and fear of the Lord. You heard these things, all seven of them, and you're thinking, like, when am I going to use these things? And when you'll, you'll, you'll hear us say the word counsel. We've already talked about fortitude, uh, wisdom. And you start thinking, wait a second. Like, I've got the stuff in me. I've got the grace that was poured into me by the Holy Spirit at my confirmation to be a virtuous person. We just have to kind of unlock some of that uh, grace that's sort of like in a storehouse somewhere, mm-hmm. right? And then realize we have that. And I like to call the gifts of the Holy Spirit arrows in a quiver. And then we just we need to pull those out every once in a while to make our way through life, you know, in, in uh, defending ourselves against the foe or uh, allowing the power of the Lord to do that. And so that's why it is. this is definitely something that is doable. Yeah. So as we look at these, uh, this is the last of the four virtues. And I love uh, in our little show notes, it says prudence is the queen of the cardinal virtues. Yes. What is mean? What is mean by that? Okay. Well, think about it this way. So the, <laughs> the other virtues that we discussed, they were virtues of the will, right? And so these are good habits of the will, but, but prudence is a, is a virtue of the intellect, right? And, and so that's relevant because intellect commands the will right our intellect our reason it was created to receive truth to receive truth and and god is truth right so we're receiving truth and then from that truth we command the will and so you know prudence in that way it reverses one of the one of the effects of sin if you you guys might remember when we did our spiritual physics episode we talked about the effects of sin It, it darkens the intellect it weakens the will and inclines us all the more to sin right and so Sin darkens the intellect. It creates all sorts of confusion about what's right, what's wrong. If you're growing in prudence and the virtue of prudence, you're rooting all of that out, right? And and what you're doing is like the you're learning how to apply right reason to circumstances. And what I mean when I say right reason, 
You mean right reason requires the understanding of the of the principles and precepts of the moral life, and that includes things like the Ten Commandments, you know, all the church teachings, just basically all the things that are required for a well formed Catholic conscience, right? But here's the thing, guys: our conscience doesn't just have to be there to like let us know what we did wrong after the fact. That's right. It's not. It's it's it's, it's not a thermometer, right? Right. That just tells you, man, it's hot in here. Yes. You know. By the way, it is hot in here, but we'll, we'll, it'll be okay. Uh, we'll survive. And again, this is the this is the part where prudence. I mean, there are many uh, different words you can use for prudence. Uh, you know, shrewd, uh, perceptive. Uh, you know, but like essentially, it's going to involve uh, like a discernment, a process where you, you said you know it it is um, uh, intellect. You know, right? And it's like it, which commands the will. So it's like this thinking about, knowing about, having wisdom uh, for uh, counsel and the things that are. Uh, that are required for you to like again and, and all, all kidding aside going to uh proverb uh, 27 verse 12 the the uh, the prudent man perceives evil and hides simpletons continue on and suffer the penalty i mean just the guy that's paying aware uh, uh, paying awareness to his his surroundings knowing like what's going to happen if i step into that you know hole. Uh, right you know it's like oh that's a hole i should avoid that mm-hmm. well and, and also so counsel that's sort of that first that was where it all begins right and it can come in the form of seeking counsel from a, a wise and prudent person in our life it can come from seeking counsel in prayer it can come from seeking counsel you know within ourselves drawing upon you know things that we have studied in our faith to learn things like the Ten Commandments and what the church teaches, right? And then you're moving from counsel to judgment. So you're moving from these universal principles to the actual circumstances that you're in to make a judgment about what the right move is. And That's then right. Once you have that judgment, then you move to command, where you're commanding the will. I, I will say this. The command part can be a challenge. Oh, yeah. Right, because we can... You know, we can receive counsel, so we got the data. We're 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 looking around. Well, this is going to cause that to happen. This is going to cause that to happen. This is likely to happen in that situation. And then you say, like, well, what am I doing right now? What is my situation? And that's where the judgment comes in, right? And we may know the thing that we want to do, but because sin has darkened, yeah, our eyes, and we have scales on our eyes. To some, sometimes it's hard to like that command part. Well, or also because our will's out of control. We like if if you grow in, in in prudence only, but you have no command over your will, it's not going to do you much good. Mm-hmm. You know, so all the virtues are important. You also have to grow in temperance and fortitude and uh, justice, and, and to an extent, that's why it's the queen of the virtues. Because if you don't have the other virtues, you're not going to be uh, perfected in prudence at the very. Yeah, least. it's not really good to be a queen if you don't have a, a queendom. <laughs> you know, if there's not a place that you're. That, that you're essentially ruling over. And, and prudence is also, it's at the heart of the uh, virtuous life because when you're exercising that judgment, when you're moving that, you, drawing upon that counsel to exercise that judgment, what you're doing is you're, you're uh, so think about it this way. Virtue is the mean between excess and defect. I don't think that way. Okay. So, so <laughs> what does that mean? So, so uh, in any given area, in any given situation, there's a way that we might, uh, we might excessively respond or we might defectively respond. Right, so right. like you, you got you got your plus and you got your yeah, minus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So virtue is that okay. Guy. So Tom, I'm going to help you. It's like okay, so we got we got Papa <laughs> Good, Bear, bad. we got Papa Bear, and we got Baby Bear. Well, no. So like, let's say like anger is an easy example. So an excess, if if you're, if a person lets their emotions get the best of them in a situation and they're just like fly into a rage, that's that's excess. But then if there's a situation where 
they have right there's a good reason for them to have a response of anger and yet they're just paralyzed completely and they have no response at all that's defect right and so virtue is finding the mean between excess and defect it's it's the goldilocks it's the baby bear that's right that's right yeah so if you if you're if you're if you're searching for the way to be you can always see the extreme on one side right. and you can see the very lack of even any recognition of what could happen on the other side right right and then somewhere in the middle there is something that's going to it's going to work it's, again it's not always easy to do but it requires um, uh, constant effort, constant perception, uh, discernment, uh, and all these things have to be at play. And then, when then we're creating good habits. Yes, exactly. And and so prudence, prudence is also unique insofar as it has. Bear with me. Eight integral sub virtues. Okay, so everybody stop. You lost, you lost stop. Me Yeah, you lost, you lost me already. Me. Okay, I know, I know. so I, well, you know, what I'm looking out for the audience, and I was. Right, everyone, pull your car over to the side of the road right now. And then look in the glove compartment, and there's going to be this pen that you've had in there for like six years, and it's yes. terrible. It's got some kind of grody mess all over. <laughs> Pull that out, but I promise you it'll still be working. It'll be like a, it'll be like a miracle. You know, it's a, it's a holy miracle that this happens, but that pen will write. And then write on the envelope that's also in that glove box, on the back of that envelope, and then now you're going to, you, you know, now it's like the, the eight integral sub-virtues, <laughs> right? Now, so here's the thing. Don't, you know, don't worry about there's eight of these. Other than the fact that you've got to have all eight. But other than that, don't worry about <laughs> well, it. Well, that's no. why they're called integral. So, like, if you're missing one of these things in a given moment, you you lack prudence. You have to have all eight in order to So, we'll to go be over them. We'll yeah. talk about them just briefly. Yeah. 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 Right. So, there's, like, well, there's eight colors on the palette. Yes, exactly. And the picture's not complete if it doesn't have all eight of those colors. Right. And so, we're going to go through them, and then we'll go through them again. And, and maybe, so be listening now for... Like, hey, I'm pretty good at that, or hey, I'm not so good at that. Right, right. Okay, so first is memory. Uh, remembering the right things at the right time. So like an easy example here, an addict, um, someone who's in the throes of addiction lacks memory, right? Because they rem- remember what they want to remember, not the fallout. So like someone, a gambling addict, keeps going in, going back to the, to, the, to the craps table, you know, because they remember the rush that they experienced, but they forgot... The, the, the fallout from the yeah, last time, right? Exactly. Um, or same thing, like, you know, it's similar to like the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a, dis- a different result, right. right? So memory, that's that's number one. Two is caution. Uh, it kind of relates to what you were, that, that proverb that you were yes. sharing. That's an awareness and a respect of things that could go badly, right? And having that now, healthy... it's not being negative. No. It's, it's a healthy recognition of the import of certain, or the threat. Yes. Right? It's a healthy recognition of the threat. Or the potential threat. Exactly. Now, circumspection, this one's very hard. Uh, circumspection is paying attention to all relevant circumstances. Because it's easy It's easy to lack circumspection, right? So, like, if I'm caught, let's say, in the same speed trap over and over and over again, it may not be because I love speeding. It could be because, like, I'm a worry wart, and my worries and emotions just get the best of me when I'm driving to work, and it causes me to lose memory, caution, and circumspection. Oh! I, I ran the same speed limit, same th- same uh, like I always do. That's and, right. And so that's what circumspection is. Well, and also it's it's like think about the word inspection, and then think about circumference. Circumspection is like you are basically your your head's on a swivel, and you're looking around you. You know your surroundings. You know the situation. You're aware of all these different things. And it does require to really do that properly. It does require for us to keep our emotions in check in order to really have an, yeah. a, a clear perception of all the circumstances. Uh, number four is docility. The ability to be led. 
Um, and I'm reminded here in the story of Solomon's prayer for wisdom. Uh, and, and one of the places it's, it's stated as a prayer for a teachable heart. Give me a teachable heart, you know. And, and so if we're stubborn and we're, and, and we're not really wanting to change or wanting to get advice and we just want to do things our way, there's a lack of docility, right? And sometimes also it's the humility of paying attention to the prudent people in our lives and saying, you know what? I, I respect this guy. I'm going to go to this person uh, and, and see what they think about the situation because maybe they're better off than I am in helping to navigate this. So that's- and also docility. I, I also like, I, I talk a lot about um, vulnerability. Yeah. Right? Uh, being malleable, being a, being willing to be formed. Yes. Right? So because when the opposite of the, the well, the extreme in, in docility being the mean, yes. the extreme is like the hardened heart who they're sure of themselves, they know their way, they don't they think they, they know their way. And they're, they're yeah. like, no, I'm I don't need to learn anything. I already know right. everything I need to know. Those are the people that like essentially become simpletons. Yes. Because it's it's not it's they, they have a simple look at things. Right. It's like it's only this way and there's no other way. And it's like, yeah, you need to be more uh, docile in your approach there. Absolutely, and so and then number five is understanding, and that's just the being able to identify and grasp what are the practical principles that are relevant here in this situation. Okay, again, and, that's one of the one that's one of the gifts you were given by the Holy Spirit at your confirmation. That's true. That's right? true. Understanding, and then number six is reason, and that's where you're able to actually apply the the, the right principles to a set of circumstances. Well, right. So that's this is practical reasoning specifically. Um, well, no, give me an example of how how you how reason would would come into play. Well, so like the, 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 it's basically it's that movement from the universal to the concrete, right? So if a person uh, isn't able to come up with um, the right principles in the moment that apply, right? Like so, exa- for example, if someone is thinking like I uh, I am. Uh, I feel bad because I'm at work every day and I'm I'm being paid and I'm on my phone and I'm look on social media and I'm not doing any real work. Um, and I just feel bad because I feel like that's lazy, right? Well, they're lacking understanding that actually they're getting paid for something that they're taking money for a job that they're not doing. Right. So there's a lack of understanding of what the real problem is there. Right. And then once you have the real understanding, are you going to apply it well? And so if they, if the, if the person lacks, re, knows the, that that's actually a form of theft, and then says, "Yeah, but it's different for me because you know I bet my boss wouldn't mind." Right? I mean, right. like when you come up with a little exception for yourself or whatever, you're, you're failing to really uh, up, move from the universal to the concrete, applying those principles to your situation well. And so, just being practical reasoning, being able to say, uh, you know, make a determination there. Number seven is foresight. So able to foresee likely outcomes uh, in a given situation based on similar experiences and circumstances in the past. So foresight is being able to see everything come together and, and, and be able to say, I know where this is going. Right. It helps you avoid the near occasion of sin. Exactly. Well, it, also, too. as, as uh, Tom and I, as parents, many times have said, what were you thinking? Did right. you not realize <laughs> yeah. that when you did this, <laughs> right. this was probably going to happen? Exactly. Right. You know, and, and there are learning moments, especially in childhood, as we're developing this sense or awareness of, of living a virtuous life, that, that we have examples in our life like the time, you know, I used to say with all on nine, nine of our kids, it's like, well, you know what? You got them, let them run down the hardwood stairs in their socks, you know, once or twice. Yeah. So that they can slip and fall. You know, you don't. I don't encourage that, but it's like, you know, 
they learn from those things. Right. You know, that, that near slip or a couple of them have tumbled a couple of steps. Sure. <laughs> that is not good. But but it, it essentially teaches them then to have foresight. Yes. Like, I don't want this to happen again. Right. Right. Exactly. And, or let's see if I'm if I'm greasing that, you know, st- the stairwell, you know, it's probably not going to end well. Right. right for whoever walks down it that, that's foresight exactly exactly perfect and then the number eight is shrewdness and that's the ability to quickly arrive at a good decision in the situation right and so like if you're missing one of these you lack prudence and so an example here is if if there's some emergency situation that's especially time sensitive and you're just sort of stuck thinking through everything thinking all through all the various possibilities etc right. etc et and you're not able to actually like act when you're supposed to act then you're lacking in shrewdness and there and so you're failing in prudence in that regard right and so so like, let, but but let, let's we're gonna go through these this list again all right all right memory caution circumspection docility understanding reason foresight and shrewdness. Yes. And the reason I want to, we, we want to keep all eight of these in mind right now is because, again, we said that sort of daunting, sort of scary thing that if you're lacking one of these, you can't be prudent. Right. Right. The, all of these are required. Yes. Right. So, so to a certain degree, all of us are works in progress. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Not everybody's nailed all these. And so maybe there's a, a good thing is I, I'm going to read the list again and start thinking about things in your own life, times in your own life where maybe you recognize in yourself. So let's let's all hold up that mental mirror. Yes. And we, let's look at our own like, you know, life and our own experiences and our own brains and our own hearts and 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 sort of like start to take in and we as we hear these go like, yeah, I'm not so good with that. Right. I need to work on that. Because that may be the only thing holding you back right. from from living in prudence. So these these eight are again are memory, caution, circumspection, docility, understanding, reason, foresight, and shrewdness. Now it it may seem like it's well that's unfair. I mean I've got like seven out of those eight. Well that's actually good for you. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. If you really do seven of those eight really well, I'm telling you the eight is not going to be that hard. You right? just have to work on it. It's a growth area. But you're, you're going. To, it's a growth area. So you're recognizing that in yourself. Why? Why? Explain why. If you're missing one of these, so so is a bad let's thing. give like a like yeah. a, a hypothetical example. Right? That's the way you started this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. He he likes to lay the daunting task out front. Yeah, yeah, By the way, this is impossible. Here no, we go. No. <laughs> so no, but like here's a hypothetical example about how how these all fit together. So like let's say, um, you've got. You keep bringing into the confessional that you lose your temper with this one particular person. Uh, let's let's say uh, her name's Nancy, and uh, uh, let's say let's say Nancy Nancy, Nancy Nancy chews ice. Nancy oh, Nancy. <laughs> Nancy has a you know let's say a voice that just kind of grates on you and like like let's now, just say okay she's, this is just a this is like a pseudonym right. All the Nancys out there no, are yeah, getting yeah. really mad. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Nancy. We love Nancys. Yeah. For the, all the Nancys out there, we're actually saying. Betty. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Fancy Nancy. Yeah, this is Fancy Nancy. So Fancy Nancy also is very, let's say, she's very intense. She means well, but she's like super, emo- every time you talk to her, she's super emotionally charged. Everything's an emergency. Everything's really intense. And she means well, but she's constantly freaking out. And it gets to you. It gets to you. And and let's say you're also somebody who you know you can't stand the heat 
hot days just put you in a bad mood. And let's say that your air conditioner in your car is out and it's a really hot day. And let's say, so you know you're going to have to about to, let's say you, you got out of confession where you just confessed uh, to losing your temper with Nancy. You get into your car, you turn on your car, and your, your air conditioning, because it's out, you're having to get onto the interstate with your windows down. So... You're if, painting a really ugly picture. I know. So, and, and it's a busy interstate, and you hate busy interstates. That's really rough on you. And all of a sudden, Nancy calls right as you're on the busy interstate, and, and you're going to have to, if you answer this call. Someone cuts you off immediately. And someone cuts you off immediately. Right. And you haven't Should, paid your phone bill. <laughs> you haven't paid <laughs> your phone bill. This might be your last call. <laughs> no, but hold on. Here's the thing. If you take that call, you're probably going to yell at Nancy. Right, because you're already, especially if she calls and she's and, and she's you know really upset about something and needs something right then and right there. You probably should say, "I have a bad track record with this. I have a memory that I am. Uh, I, I've just taken this to confession. I'm trying to fix this with myself and have caution that I might make the same mistake that I made in the past. I'm have awareness of my circumstances and knowledge of myself. You're of, in the traffic. You're in the hot car. I'm in a hot car. I'm probably going to have to yell over the, the, the wind and coming through the windows. And so it'll sound like I'm yelling, even if I'm not. And Nancy is very sensitive. Uh, <laughs> and so I have to be docile in that moment. Uh, and, 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 and stop and take counsel and maybe not take that call. And, and so that's, in that instance, there's, there's, there's a set of principles that I'm thinking through. I'm applying them in the right way because I'm seeing what would happen if I didn't, right? And, and if I didn't, but I, the call, it, it, she's calling right now. So I have to make that decision very quickly. And so that requires shrewdness. If I'm, if I'm losing one of these things, that's how it all fits together. Right. If you lose one of those things, you're taking the call and yeah. it's going to end badly. <laughs> it's going to end badly. And, and poor Nancy yeah. gets, the be- gets the brunt of your you know, frustration in the she day. She deserved it, though. <laughs> Come no. on. You know that. But it's right back to confession. <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, so you can, you can easily see where that's, uh, where that's important. And, and you know this this whole idea, folks, of just uh, living a virtuous life is so important to us. These four uh, cardinal virtues of temperance, fortitude, justice, and prudence, and certainly this this uh, the queen of uh, of these uh, is prudence, and and just uh, how we um, uh, how we're aware in our spiritual life where we are, what we're doing, what our circumstances are, where we need to do work. Nobody's there. Nobody's perfect. We all know that. We readily admit that, and yet we still, you know, we still put ourselves in the wrong situations or allow ourselves to be overcome uh, in, in in so many ways. And so that's why these virtues uh, are, are there for us, and why the Lord has given them to us, and why we need to exercise and grow these particular four cardinal virtues. So uh, let's ask the Blessed Mother, uh, especially in this endeavor to live a virtuous life. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.